the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Ring of Truth with our pastor and teacher, Dan Sexton, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Please join Pastor Dan as he teaches through God's Word. He said, I do not want my congregation to leave my services feeling good. The last thing I want to do is to give them some kind of religious tranquilizer and let them go to hell in their relaxation. And the people of Judah in Isaiah's day were asking for the tranquilizer. Just give us the tranquilizer. Don't give us the real thing. Just give us the tranquilizer. Just, we just want to feel good about ourselves. In today's message, Pastor Dan quotes A.W. Tozer and his ideas on speaking the truth to people. Sometimes we don't want to hear hard truths. We want to hear what makes us feel good about ourselves. Often we want Jesus without the conviction of living a life pleasing to Him. But accepting Jesus means turning from the old self and putting on the new self. We can't know Jesus and then live in this world without telling people about Him and living a life that points to Him. He is not a secret to be kept, but a Savior to be shared. And now, open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, as we join Pastor Dan for today's edition of Ring of Truth. The Lord says to Isaiah the prophet, Now go, write it before them on a tablet, and note it on a scroll, that it may be for time to come forever and ever. God told Isaiah to write all this down as a record against Judah in the future when these things finally happen to them. So there's a written record of what God said would happen before it happens. And guess what? Isaiah wrote it down. You got it right there in your lap, in your Bible today. Aren't you glad he wrote it down? He says that this is a rebellious people. They're lying children. Children who will not hear the law of the Lord. He says of Israel and Judah... They are rebellious children, and when it says they will not hear the law of the Lord, it means they refuse to listen. They refuse to listen to the Lord. Just like a rebellious child, just like a rebellious teenager that does not listen to their parents. No matter uh, what their parents say, they they don't want to hear it. It doesn't matter how right it is. They just refuse to listen to their parents. They're rebellious. Now look at verse 10. Verse 10 is so interesting to me. The people of Judah say to the seers, those are people that God gives visions to, they say to the seers, do not see. And to the prophets, do not prophesy to us right things. (laughs) Speak to us smooth things. 
prophesy deceits to us. And what's interesting to me about this is that the people of Judah, they want to hear from the prophets. They aren't telling the prophets, just shut up. We don't want to hear anything from you. Just be quiet. They want to hear from the prophets. They want the men of God to speak to them as a nation. They want to hear from the prophets and from the seers, but they don't want to hear the truth from them. (laughs) They don't want the truth. But they, they like the idea of God speaking to them. They like the idea of having prophets in the nation as long as the prophets are saying things that they like to hear. But they don't want the prophets saying the truth or speaking the truth to them. In fact, they, they say, prophesy deceits. You know, don't tell us the truth. You know, tell us lies. We, we like the, the, the idea of, of you saying, thus saith the Lord, and God speaking to us. That makes us feel good. But don't tell us the truth. Tell us lies. We'd rather you deceive us than tell us the truth about ourselves. Now, you see a, a similar passage in the New Testament in 2 Timothy, if you want to turn there in your Bible. 2 Timothy chapter 4. So this wasn't just something in Old Testament times. There's always been people like this. People that, that you know, have a desire for God to speak to them, but only if it, if it makes them feel good. So Paul is writing this, you know, inspired by the Holy Spirit. He's writing to Timothy, and Timothy was a pastor of the church in the city of Ephesus. And Paul says to Timothy, chapter 4, verse 1, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, Timothy. Be ready in season, out of season. What is he saying there? He's saying, whether it's popular or not. Preach the word, whether it's popular or not, whether people receive it or not, you just keep preaching the word. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. Verse 3 For the time will come, Timothy, when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. And here Paul, through the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, says the time will come when people will not endure sound doctrine. People who, you know, name the name of Christ, but they're not going to put up with sound teaching, uh, but they're going to want teaching that fits their own desires. And they will have itching ears. They just want their ears tickled. Just say something that sounds good. Just like they were saying to Isaiah in Isaiah's day, uh, don't tell us right things. Tell us smooth things. Tell us things that sound good to us. Tell us things that we like to hear. Don't tell us things we need to hear or that we should hear. And and, and he's warning that there's going to be... These people will have itching ears, just somebody that they want that will tickle their ears. He says they're going to turn away from the truth. They're not going to listen to the truth anymore. They'd rather listen to fables. You know what fables are? Stories. You ever been to a church where the pastor just gets up and tells stories? I've been to a church like that. Where it's just kind of this string of stories, 
and maybe there's a Bible verse here and there sprinkled into it, or maybe they read a verse at the beginning, and then they never really get back to that verse or never go anywhere with that verse, and it's just all of these wonderful stories, fables. And it's a turning away from the truth in exchange for fables, and it says here that they will heap up for themselves teachers. There, there will be and there are teachers that will happily tickle ears, that will tell people what they want to hear instead of what they, what they need to hear, what the Word of God says to them. And that's what, that's what the people in Isaiah's day were saying. That's what ha- was happening in Paul's day and Timothy's day. Back in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10, they say, hey, don't, don't prophesy to us right things. Tell us smooth things. Be deceitful if you need to. Just don't tell us the truth. Now look what they say to the prophets and the seers in verse 11. Get out of the way. Turn aside from the path. Cause the Holy One of Israel to cease from before us. The people tell the prophets and the seers, turn aside from the path that you're on. Get off the narrow path that you're on. And get on the broad path that's more inclusive and more accepting. You know, we don't like this kind of narrow view that you have on things. We, we want you to have just a, a broader view. You know, stop telling us about the Holy One of Israel, they say in verse 11. Why do you keep, why do you keep talking about the Holy One of Israel? We don't want to hear that anymore. You know, A.W. Tozer, who was a, who was a pastor in the 20th century, and he wrote a lot of books, um, he wrote this about pastoring. He said, I do not want my congregation to leave my services feeling good. The last thing I want to do is to give them some kind of religious tranquilizer and let them go to hell in their relaxation. And the people of Judah in Isaiah's day were asking for the tranquilizer. Just give us the tranquilizer. Don't give us the real thing. Just give us the tranquilizer. We just want to feel good about ourselves. Uh, And so tone down the message and quit talking to us about the Holy One of Israel. Therefore, thus says the Holy One of Israel, verse 12. Look what it says. Because you despise this word. They despise the word of God. Entrust in oppression and perversity, speaking of Egypt, and rely on them. Therefore, this iniquity shall be to you like a breach ready to fall, a bulge in a high wall, whose breaking comes suddenly and in an instant, and he shall break it like the breaking of the potter's vessel, which is broken in pieces. He shall not spare So there shall not be found among its fragments a shard to take fire from the hearth or to take water from the cistern. In verse 12, the Lord says the people despise God's word. They despise it. So it's not just that they're not listening. They despise it. They hate it. And because they despise God's word and because they're trusting in Egypt to help them, the Lord says in verse, uh, verse 13 and 14, He says, everything is going to collapse on you. All your plans and schemes that you've come up with, it's all going to come crashing down. 
It's all going to collapse, just like a, a wall uh, that has a bulge in it, a wall that has a break in it. It's, it's just going to come crashing and tumbling down. He, he compares it in verse 14 to a shattered clay pot that's just shattered completely, and it's completely destroyed. There's not even a shard that you could use for some other purpose. It's just completely destroyed, and there's nothing left that's useful. And the Lord is saying, this is what's going to happen to Judah. Nothing will be left. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. Now look at verse 15. Verse 15 you know, you, you've, got, you've got this brutal honesty in verse, you know, verses 11, 12, 13, and 14. And then verse 15, right on the heels of that, you see God's grace. You see God's grace. Verse 15, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved. Not in Egypt, but in returning and rest you shall be saved. In quietness and confidence shall be your strength. If if Judah would just return to the Lord and rest in Him, then the Lord will save them. He says, in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. The word quietness there, it, it literally means to be still. If Judah would just be still, if Judah would uh, stop devising plans and stop trying to solve their problems themselves and stop scheming to try to, to try to get help, but if they would just simply be still and put their confidence in the Lord, that will make them strong. That will make them strong. And look what it says at the end of verse 15. But you would not. You wouldn't do it. It's similar to what Jesus said in the New Testament about Jerusalem how he said, how I just wanted to gather you like a mother hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you wouldn't let me, but you weren't willing. You know, all I wanted to do was gather you and protect you and care for you and provide for you, but you weren't willing. You wouldn't let me. And here the Lord is telling them how they can be saved for sure, how they can be strong, how they can be delivered from Assyria. If they would just return to him and rest in him, and be still and stop the scheming and the planning and put their confidence in the Lord, the Lord will save them and the Lord will deliver them. But they said, eh, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. In fact, look at verse 16. And you said, no, for we will flee on horses. <laughs> we, we don't, no, we don't need to trust in the Lord. We got horses. <laughs> we, we went down to Egypt and we bought horses. So we're good. We don't need the Lord. And look what the Lord says. Therefore you shall flee. And they said, well, well, we will ride on our swift horses and escape. 
Therefore, those who pursue you shall also be swift. Uh, the, the Lord says, well, it's a good thing you've got swift horses because you're going to need them. You know, you're trusting in these horses and you're going to need them to escape from the Assyrians. You better hope they're swift. Now look what he says in verse 17. One thousand shall flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you shall flee till you are left as a pole on top of a mountain and as a banner on a hill, just, just alone and isolated with nobody to help you, no protection, nothing. And he says, 1,000 shall flee at the threat of one. Now remember, we saw earlier that these people, uh, back in verse 12, these people despise the word of God. They despise the word of God. But if they did not despise the word of God, they would have recognized what the Lord was saying to them in verse 17, because what he's doing in verse 17 is he's taking a verse out of Deuteronomy and he's inverting it on them. He's reversing it on them. Back in Deuteronomy, I'm sorry, in Leviticus, in Leviticus chapter 26. Again, this is before the Lord brought the children of Israel into the land and, and the Lord is telling them uh, the conditions that are required for the Lord to bless them. And here the Lord tells them in Leviticus 26, you know, basically, if you obey me, I'll bless you. And now, in, and he's telling them the ways that he will bless them. And in Leviticus 26, verse 7, he says, you will chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. Five of you shall chase a hundred and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Your enemy shall fall by the sword before you. The Lord says there, if, if you keep my word and obey my commands, I'm going to bless you. And one of the ways I'll bless you is I'll cause your enemy to flee from you. And he just as he says, five will chase a hundred, a hundred will chase 10,000. And now in Isaiah 30, now the Lord has flipped that whole thing around against uh, the, the children of Israel. And he says to them uh, in, again in chapter uh, verse 17, 1,000 shall flee at the threat of one, at the threat of five, you all are going to flee. Meaning the Lord's against them. But they're not going to recognize what the Lord is saying because they despise the word of God. And they don't realize what is happening in their country because they despise the word of God in their country. So they have no idea that this is really the result of their spiritual condition. And that's why these things are happening in their country, because they hate the word of God. Now, watch watch verse 18. You know, he, he gives them he gives them the hard truth in verse 17 And then verse 18, man, he just gives them grace once again. Therefore, therefore, because they despise the word of God, because they're trusting in Egypt instead of trusting in the Lord, therefore, the Lord will wait. What a verse. The Lord will wait that he may be gracious to you. And therefore, he will be exalted that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. In verse 18, the Lord says, I'll wait. I'll wait so that I may be gracious to you. I'll I'll wait for you to return to me. I'll wait for you to turn back to me. Then I'll be gracious to you. 
I'll just wait. Isn't the Lord just amazing in His grace and His mercy toward us? He said, I'll, I'll just wait. I'll just wait for you. You know, it's similar to uh, the story of the prodigal son in Luke chapter 15, where the father was, was watching the road, waiting for his son to come back, his prodigal son. And that's a picture of our father in heaven and his heart towards us and his heart towards sinners and people that have rebelled against him. Remember, the, the prodigal son was not the lost sheep who wandered from the flock. Ignorantly, the prodigal son was in rebellion. And remember, when the lost sheep wandered away, the shepherd went to find the lost sheep. But when the son, on his own, left, the father let him go and didn't go after him. But the father watched and waited for the son to come back so that he could be gracious to him, so that he could be forgiving, and so that he could restore him and so that he could show him kindness and love and grace. The father fatted up a calf waiting for the son to come. So he's got this, this calf all fatted up and ready and waiting for the day that his son shows back up so that he can kill the fatted calf and he can celebrate his son's return and show his son grace and kindness. That's our Father's heart. That's our Father's heart. Here they are, the, the, the rebellious children. They refuse to listen to the Lord. They despise His words. And, and maybe some of you were a rebellious child. I was a rebellious child. Even though what the Lord said to them was right, they, de they despised it because it was the Lord saying it. And if you were a rebellious child, you may remember just despising what your parents said to you, even though your parents were right. It was just because it was your parents saying it that you wouldn't listen to it. And that was Judah. He just despised it because it was him saying it. And they didn't want to hear it. Even though he was 100% right in what he said. And, and yet, the Father's heart here, the Lord's heart is, well, I'll just wait. I'll just wait for you to come back around. The Father does not say, you know, that's it. You had your chance. You know, the door's closed. You know, you don't want to listen to me? You want to go trust Egypt? You want to go back to the world? Then go ahead. Good riddance. And he says, no, I'll just wait. I'll just wait for you. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring sure than the finest crystal. We're so glad you joined us today for Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you missed any part of this message or would like to hear additional teachings from this series, they're available to you for free at calvaryec.com. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. That way you will have access to each message as soon as it's made available online. That website again is calvaryec.com. If you live in the Baltimore, Washington area, we'd love for you to worship with us this Sunday at 9 or 11 a.m. Calvary Chapel is located in Columbia, Maryland, only minutes from Route 95, Route 29, or Route 100. For more information on what you can expect when you visit, go to calvaryec.com or give us a call. We can be reached at 410-491-4592. 
Again, that phone number is 410-491-4592. We look forward to you joining us as our guests. And please, take a moment to introduce yourself to Pastor Dan after the service and let him know you listen to Ring of Truth. With that, our time with you has come to an end today on Ring of Truth. Join Pastor Dan next time for more from this verse-by-verse, chapter-by-chapter study of the book of Isaiah, right here on Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.